Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. Welcome to Lost in America, episode 82. My name's Turner Sparks. I'm Cap. On the podcast today, we have comedian Johnny Taylor from the United States of America and his girlfriend, Medium, we're going to find out what that means, Anusha Hutton from the United States. Kingdom. She is a medium. You're not like saying her size or anything. Like that's like a exactly. I'm not <laughs> saying like, she's like a size four. Medium. <laughs> yes, she is a medium, which is like a soothsayer, which is like a fortune teller. But also, she can see dead people. I think she sees dead people. She yeah. sees dead. I don't people. think she's a fortune teller. I think that's like a. So let's uh, just we'll say, find out. I'm not actually sure. We pre-recorded that part of this. We let's just pull the curtain back. Oh, I was gonna. <laughs> we'll say that. And the reason why I want to say that is because I want to prepare the audience for what you're gonna get. We went into this thinking that it was going to be, this is a podcast about how American and a UK person and how they date, right? right. Yeah, and we did it, talk a little bit about that. Because they're very foreign beings, America and UK. We have, very, we don't know a lot about them. Very foreign, <laughs> yeah, yes. With them with their chips. <laughs> yeah. I know what I mean, crazy. I'm saying crisps. I don't know what I'm saying. They take so, lift places. We don't know what that means. Yeah. So that's how we went in. We right. went in thinking that, and then immediately you'll find out, but we, we get sidetracked. We sort of learned. We didn't really, I don't think we understood, or I don't I, I've known Johnny Taylor a long time. He's a comedian from Sacramento. He's a great comedian. Go check him out. But I didn't know Anusha Hutton, his girlfriend. We find out what they are, and then we get into that. So this might be a slightly different episode. A little more supernatural than our normal episode. A little more. There might not be four. This might be our first podcast with like 15 guests. Yeah. Because there's the four in the room plus all the spirits. Right. It was our most supernatural since Rob A. McDreamy made a guest appearance in the very early days of the podcast. So Shout out to those (laughs) listeners. Before all that, Kaplan... We have some hate mail. Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Don't hate me because I'm the best. Don't hate me because I'm the champion. Just love me like all the rest do. Don't be jealous. 
Let's yep. start most most podcasts. This is what separates us from most podcasts. Yeah. Most podcasts, someone writes in something negative to them. They don't even respond. They don't put it anywhere. We no. put it at the beginning of the episode. Yes, we leave with the bad. We, that's what they we, say in podcasting we school. We get fuel from our enemies. I'm a little lethargic <laughs> right now. It's been a long week of work. Cap, we're need, counter I'm like, punchers. I'm like Trump here watching the <laughs> fake news CNN. <laughs> we, we, I need you. <laughs> feed me some fake Hate mail to get me. I like all. how we both went to the exact same place with that. <laughs> I'm a counterpuncher. Um, yeah. we, we're both two counterpunchers here. That's the new name of the pod. The this is from the Abby was shoot episode a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, if you haven't listened to it, first go back listen to that full episode. Okay, now we're back. Yeah, <laughs> Abby was was lived in the um, lived in Germany. She her she was married to a, a soldier, a military yeah. guy out there. I right? think that was one of our best podcasts in a long time. One of the I best of all time. Hilarious. Yeah, of all time. Yeah. Of all time. Of all time. Early days. Podcasts. Since before there were podcasts. So we got hate mail. This is real hate mail. Real. This is someone who genuinely doesn't like us. You say that like our other hate mail wasn't real. The other hate mail is real, but it might be from people who they're listeners. Right. Somehow this person stumbled upon the pod somehow. Yeah. I, I, I think they don't. We definitely like... don't know this person. We're trying to tell the v. audience. This comes from Mindy V. Right. All right. Hi, Mindy. This is what Mindy says. Stereotyping military spouses in this episode is shameful. Shameful. Wow. Because here's the thing. Abby was a military spouse. She talks about them. She says a lot of them don't let don't leave the base. Right, they don't. She went out in town. She got her own job in in Germany. Stereotyping military spouses in, in this episode is shameful. Many mil, mil, many military spouses are educated and have careers. You fail to explain that this isn't isn't easy to get a job overseas. Many jobs on base are contact on contracted out to locals. Hmm. Yeah, I would. Well, I would think that first of all, she didn't just say make fun of them for not getting jobs. She made fun of them for not for thinking it was crazy to leave the base and to like explore. You know, if you can't get a job to explore the surroundings and to also, be part of the country. Yes. And also, I would say you hit the nail on the head when you said she was a military spouse. She was there. So she's, a, she's you know, it's like I can say whatever I want about Jews because I am a Jew. Firsthand experience. <laughs> you know, so I have experience. Yes. You, you get know. a free pass. I get a free pass. You know, some people say I make too many Holocaust jokes. But I'm Jewish. I wasn't there, but I can. <laughs> I can say anything about El Dorado Hills. Exactly. I can say anything about Chinese people. That's why you went. Some say you went there for the material. I went for the material. She was talking about her personal experiences. This is something she saw with her own eyes. Yeah. This is what her experience was. And then can, you can't expect her not to relate her own real experience because it might be hurtful to someone who didn't like her experience. Yeah. And I would say to Mindy, thank you for listening. Um, thank you for be going on our website. I hope you hit, hit checked out Amazon afterwards. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I would also say if you're going to rob us of the ability to stereotype things based on a very small sample size of one person, we you're going to rob us of the entire podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is our podcast. This is what we do. We have someone on. They talk about something I don't know anything about. And from that moment on, they're my expert. Now, yes. if you want to figure out a way to get booked on the pod and you've been something, you want to tell us something differently, then I'm, I'm all ears. Be funny. You go to the mic. Yeah. But, you know, until on, then, I, you, you know, this is this is our podcast. This is what we do. This is us. This is us. Also, <laughs> I have this is this, this hits a chord with me in particular. Yeah. I'm triggered. You're triggered. By Mindy V. Snowflake Sparks being triggered. All right. Because when I was in China, I um they wanted me to uh, this local TV show wanted to interview me about my experience with Mr. Safi. I had just had an ice cream truck stolen. These yeah. are. Local TV shows, but it's expats working there. It's Americans. Whatever. Okay. So they come and they're like, oh, talk to us about your ice cream business. I'm like, oh, yesterday I had an ice cream truck stolen, but my driver uh, came in and he stole it. And then they stopped the interview and they go, no, 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 no. 
We're not here to say bad things about the local culture. Oh my God. <laughs> We're here to promote and accept the local culture and say what good things happen. I'm like, you can't stop me from saying what I just actually, happened. It's not about the local culture. It's about this dipshit who stole the truck. Right. You can say this local culture is they're part of their culture as they steal trucks. Exactly. If I'm trying to teach you something. That's accepted. All right. So that's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah. Mindy V, shout out. Shout out. If you uh, want to end us in, Mindy, go right ahead. Respond. Studio. <laughs> Should we play the studio music? Studio, Kaplan. Su su studio. Su su studio. Headphones. They're back, baby. They are back. They're back with us. Cap, I've been using these headphones all month. They gave they gave us, they sent us these headphones from Sweden. Yeah, handcrafted for us personally. A month ago. These right. are high quality headphones. I got the jogging ones. You got the over ear, like the yeah. DJ. I like went a, with Bjorn Borg's favorites. Yeah, like the big ones that a DJ per- might have, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I and I gotta say, you you know, people knock the big ones sometimes. This is the first pair of headphones I've ever had for a month and haven't lost. Really? Un- new record for me. Playing with, with house me. money right now. I got some. I'm, I'm wearing them everywhere. They, they're wireless headphones. They're high quality. They're 99 bucks. I've been told by one of our listeners, Jason Carapesi, that's a great price. Shout out. For high quality headphones. And not only are they 99 bucks, but if you go to their website, sudio.com, you put in the discount code LOST, L-O-S-T, you get a 15% discount. So they're 85 bucks. 85 bucks. That's, that's, you can't, I mean, that, that's amazing. I don't know if uh, the, the Swedish government, because I know it's a, the, cult, they, the government takes half of your paycheck over there. I don't know if they're somehow subsidizing, but it's a great deal. I got the Trey headphones, T-R-E. You got the Regents cap. They're the best headphones I've ever had. I haven't lost them. Uh, they, they have this, like, it's three buttons. It's super easy. It connects to your phone or anything by Bluetooth. Yes, wireless, they call that, Bluetooth. And you're not going to lose them. The cord is such a way that it doesn't, never tangles. The ones I have, they don't tangle up. That's another thing I have. And I, they have this little I've, pouch. You can put them in the pouch, and so they don't get they don't get knocked around or anything. You know, you carry them around. I've been on tr- I've been to Mexico with them. I've been all over New York City. I've been all over Long Island City with them. Everybody stopped Walk, me in the street. The They're asking me, yeah. "Where'd you get those? How do I get those? How do I get those?" I say <laughs> discount code L O S T, but not for you, only for our listeners. Well, then you tell them to listen to the podcast door to door. Cap. Yes. Should we get to Lost in America? Play the music. <laughs> Kaplan, we're both lost in America this week. Yeah. Although I don't know if we're lost because big breaking news. Yeah. We made our television network debut. Is it network? It's well, it's 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 you know who's lost the rest of all American network television. Yes. Because we're coming for you all. Yes. Late night TV. We've linked up with PBS. This is big news. Yeah. State run TV. Your favorite kind. The official. I wanted to feel at home. Yes. So I said I will only be on TV with the podcast if it's state run government sanctioned television. (laughs) So now we are going to be we just recorded a piece for Lucky Chow on PBS. Yeah. 
It says so, for public so broadcasting. When, when people go to Congress, Republicans, and they say, we don't want Big Bird's taxpayers should be paying for Big Bird anymore. Yes. They're going to have a new face. They're going to be like, not taxpayers should not be paying these schmucks anymore. Yeah, for Kaplan and T. <laughs> So we what we did? Should we tell them what we did? Yeah, let's well let's not spoil. There's some spoilers. We don't want to tell them everything, but let's just give them a taste. Okay, so we went to they because I used to work at Mister Softy, as the listener knows. I've heard in China. So what this show PBS, uh, the show Lucky Chow on PBS, there is cross cultural food podcast. They almost ripped off our bit. Yeah, I was a little worried, but when they threw in the food angle, I, was I think okay. they've been on longer than us though. Well, still. <laughs> so they we have to get blue shirt on. Yeah. So they wanted us to come on. Serve up, cook up the Mr. Softy China ice cream flavors that we used to serve in China, but cook them up on a Mr. Softy truck in New York City and then give them out to the people in the streets of New York to see what they thought about them. Yeah, it was, an, and you know, my role was to just, uh, you were you were in there whipping whipping up the old recipes. I yeah, was like, the engine. Ri- like riding a bike. Was it, was it, do you remember how to do it? It was great. It was super easy. It gave me flashbacks, great memories of when I used to, my 10 years in China on Mr. Softy truck. So I was on the truck. I was making up, uh, whip, uh, let's see, what was I doing? I was doing rice cake and red bean ice cream. A little green tea action. A little green tea ice cream. A some, little kiwi sundae. Some mango sundaes, I think, right? Mango sundaes, which little, we found out were called Tutti Fruities. Yes, a friend of ours from Harlem. Might yeah. Have given us a new name. And, and then Cap, you and Danielle were on the streets. I was making them. You were out giving them out to the people. Yeah, we were. It. I've never really experienced. I've never. You've done this sometimes, I guess, outside of comedy clubs. You got to get people to come in. Oh, yeah, they call I, it barking. Yeah, I've never really been that person. I've always been very proud of my ability to like bully through people on the street yeah. who want to like sell me on Greenpeace or on fighting Trump or on saving the whales or all yeah. this crap or Jews for Jesus. I've always been diligent in my ability to never stop, never make eye contact. But I really was, I was on the other side of that. Shoes on the other foot. Shoes on, I'm like trying to give away free ice cream to people. You got to be aggressive. I was trying. Yeah, I was learning from Danielle. She was a little better at it, getting a little attention and maybe help that she's a female to get people to stop me. The baby were just sketched out by me with free ice cream. I'm trying to find, race down children on the street. It was a little sketchy. Yeah, she's but- uh, unassuming. So if you look at her on the street, she's uh, a small Chinese woman yes. who looks very friendly. You're very friendly. Big smile. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Cap, you you giving out ice cream to kids for free. Little, you look like a pedo. Yeah. I was, you look like you shouldn't be within 500 yards of a school ground. Yeah. And it was, uh, I was a little, so that, I, I mean, I wasn't wearing the mustache though. I made sure to shave that day. <laughs> but you were but wearing a Mr. Softy shirt. I was wearing a Mr. Softy China shirt. I think I was wearing Gary Sparks, as uh, you said, his size. Or yes. You brought it back for him and the, the, the logo and. It was an interesting social experiment. I've talked about in the pod the time that I went, there was a, a, an ice cream truck in our neighborhood giving up free ice cream, but they had like the catch was they were putting like bugs and shit in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that, people went in line for that. I think I know what you're getting to. You're getting to, it was almost impossible to give this out for free. Yeah. And, right? then, and then it was getting slushier and slushier. And I was thinking like, it was so weird to me that we, people wouldn't want to take free ice cream on the street. Wait, if we were charging $10 and we were at like one of these trendy food halls in New York City. Yes. And we were calling it, not Mr. Soft, we were calling it Chinese, some Chinese name for ice cream or something. It was like, or a, we just artisanal, changed to the Chinese name, Ron Shin Shin. Yeah. Yeah. If we just said that, we would have hipsters in line down yeah, the street. Ready to pay $20. Ready to pay $10 for like a little kitty size. Yeah. Yes. So. I think it was they didn't want to give they didn't want to take our free ice cream, uh, and we want we were giving it out for free because we all we needed is the reactions yes. for the TV show. And That's I would, all we needed. And I would say we not to give you know the, we had some really nice reactions. People were loving this ice cream. Well, I was yeah. But, by the end of it, we got a, tons of footage. Yeah. It turned out great. But in the course of over the course of it, it was like I think it was two things. When it was free, and as you said, it wasn't saving the environment. Yeah, there was no like stick of like sustainability like eat a grasshopper on a vanilla ice cream exactly and then we also had we, the thing we didn't prepare for i didn't prepare for was that 
pe- regular people thinking who would come by with their kids and be like, I just want strawberry, or I just want- yeah, they want yeah, they wanted to actually <laughs> and you gotta, buy ice. And cream. then I got to tell a kid, no, no ice cream. Yeah, like we had it, we could have just given it to him. It st- nothing, but so, Kevin, last question for you: How does it feel to be a star? Yeah, I'm excited. I got to um, I got to you know get some Botox now. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at the dailies, you know, and I, 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 I and I'm already upset with how I look. I want to. So for our next TV appearance, now I think that, we need our own show. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, and I, the other thing is I need to for the next get, TV appearance. Some people get an acting coach. I need to get like a walking coach because like I felt like the hardest part for me was when we were walking and talking, and she's like, yeah. "Walk a little slower than normal." Yeah, and then like I and then she's like, "Don't look at the camera," but like there was like a hand signal she gave us where it would mean that we should slow down or speed up. Yeah, but then I was like, I had to look at the camera to see if their hand signal was coming because I wasn't sure how I was walking. Yes, and I just feel like I stare. I, I feel like they're gonna just cut me out of the whole walk and talk because. <laughs> I'm gonna ruin the shot, and I didn't know what to do with my hands the whole time. Did you know? I don't know. I didn't know. I was like, should I, should I put them on this? Should I, should <laughs> put them on your face. Should I put them on my face. Should I try to look like I was trying to look like uh, <laughs> it, when I, when you guys were talking, I wanted to look like I was like really invested. In what oh, you're saying. you know what you should have done so is the the, the, the hands on the chin, hands on the chin. Like I, you're thinking, so like, I should mm, rubbing I should, your chin. I shouldn't have shaved. It would have been more natural if I did it that way. Yeah. So I've learned a lot for our next TV appearance. If anyone wants to book us, I'm ready to go. I think we um, need our own show. We need our own show, yeah. Yeah, I think we've done one. We've done we, Lucky We got a real. We've done one show. Yes. <laughs> now we need to trampoline out. Yeah, people should book us now knowing that you're going to get, by the time we film the show, this, this Lucky Cow come out. That'll blow us up to the PBS crowd. <laughs> yes. And then you'll have a built-in audience. If anyone, by the way, all these boohoo listeners out there who think we're too far right <laughs> as a podcast, yeah. we just went on PBS. Yeah, take that, Alt Weber. Have you been on PBS? Yeah. You were, I'm sure you've done appearances on Fox on your yeah. uh, for promoting movies and whatnot. And- we just went as left as you could possibly get. <laughs> we're so left, the commie U.S. government <laughs> pays for the whole show. We're so left. Yeah, we got to book Bernie now. We're, uh, so Danielle uh, Chong is a host of the show. She's going to come on the pod once this episode comes out. Yeah, it's, yeah, we'll it's going to come out in the fall sometime. September. They're saving it for sweeps, they told me. Sweeps. Exactly. So, so. Very exciting. That's that. Oh, Ants. Yeah. Ants is an app. Ants is an app, baby. E-N-S-E. That's how it's spelled. You can get it in the app store. It's up to five-minute audio recordings. Best of the best. Roy Wood Jr. just got in there. He's on The Daily Show. Yeah. He's on Ince now. He's doing Ask a Black Guy. You yeah. can Ince him any question you want, and he's hilarious. He'll Ince you back with whatever the answer is, it, it, according to him, whatever black people do. And if you, yeah, whatever black In his do. opinion, right? Yeah, and if you want to Ince, like, flirt with people online, it's the, some tell me the very few people are on there, so. It's know. a new dating app. It's a new dating app. That's what I'm trying to go with. That sounds better. The dating app, Ince, E-N-S-E. Get it wherever apps are sold. Let's get to our guest. All right. All right. We're back with our guest, Johnny Taylor and Anusha Hutton. Yes, that's right. Nailed it. You got, did. You got on the first try. Good job, Turner. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. How you doing? I'm good. And Good. it's Sparks, right? It's Sparks. Okay, cool. And I'm pronounced Kaplan. It's Kaplan. Yep. Yes. We met in the elevator. I helped you guys find yes. a way up here through the tight security here at the Ents Studios. We've mentioned it before. They have yeah. very tight security. Yeah, they were making them sign in. Yeah. I've never seen anybody have to sign in before. Listen, after that like, Facebook, like, after that whole Facebook thing, the security, they're not taking yeah, any chance yeah, with this yeah, app. They're like foreigners here. You know, we got <laughs> it's not only <laughs> online security, but actually at the door security. Right, they the possible British spy. I so. can get in anywhere with this accent. That's I can true. also get a refund anywhere as well. Is that true? That is definitely a trick that I do quite often. We've gotten so many refunds. We have. <laughs> wait, wait, let's we start have. there. Yeah. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> refunds for things you bought. 
Biden. How, how does an accent get you refunds? I don't know. It's just sort of one of the perks of the accent is uh, getting a refund in America. People really, they really. Uh, like she's British. Hook it up. <laughs> right. You sound believable. That's right. why. You sound smart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 feel, I, sound so, I sound so dumb. Are we starting uh, to figure out there's a level above white privilege? There's yeah, British, British, British white well, privilege? The original yeah. white privilege was the That's true. I mean, you're right. Mm-hmm. Colonizing the world. Yeah. yeah that was the ultimate <laughs> privilege move. So congrats on that. Yeah. Anyways, I, it's working out gangbusters for us. Like, uh, you yeah, know, we get refunds a lot. Yeah, we go. And like if, what? If anything's wrong, we're even just on like... food that I eat, I get a refund. <laughs> like I'll eat the food and then I'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm not happy with it. That's happening. Like a, a restaurant or yeah. Okay. Okay. The one th- I feel like the one thing British people shouldn't have be a th- the authority on is food. Right. Right. right? Yeah, that's true. And it's dentist, not the best. Dentistry stuff like that. No. <laughs> no, no, maybe I'm biased though. I like the food back home quite a bit, but I know what you're saying. I like fish and chips. Fish and chips is good. Yeah. And, uh, and what else uh, is uh, but baked beans? Oh, see. Pot pie. That's that's where you lose me. Girl, yeah, curry, beans. curry, curry with uh, chips is the yes. Thing. That's what curry I. Curry and chips. I do like curry. baked beans, but I've, baked beans is one of those things. It seems like it's hard to mess up. Like baked beans yes. are baked beans, right? Or yes. is there a higher level it's of baked beans? Very that I don't difficult. Know. We have, to you haven't been to that up. level, I, unless you throw bacon in them, and then I'm all mm. in. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course you are. That's the American. I thing. did make you a British fry up the other morning, and you did love that. Fry up is like. A, let me morning. explain what a fry up is. Yeah, it's like a just a basic. It's a skillet, but there is fried tomato in it. That's the British part of it's it. It's like high end bougie diner food. Yeah, it's very good. So it's breakfast. It's breakfast. Perfect for but but you fry it a tomato. fry up, and yeah, you love that. I did love it. I haven't made you a cup of tea yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. We made have you a tea cup in tea. America. How long have you been dating? We have been dating for a year. And I have no still not made you a cup of tea. But when I, I don't go really fuck to with tea that much. No, you don't. You don't. But when I go to places, I say, do you guys have tea? And they're always like, yeah, we have lemon tea. It's always like this weird lemon Boo. tea. And I'm like, no, no. tea. Come on. The English get very mad about the tea yeah, situation. Yeah, it's just not the same. It's yeah. just so what's I remember an English person once telling me getting really mad about iced tea. Being yes. like, would you boil Coke? Like Coca-Cola, like it was wow. like so offensive the idea of iced tea. Boil coke. <laughs> so, oh so yeah, I actually would boil coke. Yeah, um, yeah like. I I don't really like iced tea, um, but I don't really drink tea since I've been out in America. But when I go back home, I always drink tea. That's like one of the first things my mom will do is she'll be like, "Do you want a cup of tea after your flight?" But I never drink tea anymore. You're so American I am now. Very American. You're so American now that you actually do a British accent, even though you're British. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, because I'm trying I, very I, hard to actually sound a little bit more British because I don't spend any time with British people. No. So it's very just easy. You know, I've almost been here ten years now, and it's just very easy to kind of just slip into an American accent. And my parents are like. Oh my God, Anusha, you sound so American now. And but when I go back home, immediately I get off the plane. I'm like, "Hi, Mom, just landed." You know, like so. <laughs> hello, like, hello. <laughs> I just landed. But you know, here it's like I slip into it, and I do notice that I have a bit more of an American twang. Because I want, I really want to move my family. I have two kids to England because yeah. I want my son to speak with the accent because I think it'll help him with girls. And, he'll, he'll get and now stuff. that I know about the refunds, I want my daughter to have it too. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so yeah. I didn't know that if you come back here, that yeah. you'll lose it again. So I might have to just move to England permanently. Johnny, yeah. is this the first <laughs> British person you've dated? Yes. Yeah. 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 First British person I've ever dated. 
I've never dated anything other than very American girls. Yeah. <laughs> very Sacktown? Super, super American. Yeah. Sacktown. Yeah. He's from Sacktown. Right. Sacktown. Yeah. You, you've been to Sacktown, I assume? I, I did live there. Oh, uh, the birthplace of America. And yes. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. Really? I really, I had in my head that it was going to be a certain way. And then when I got there, it was like, I all of my LA friends had said, you know, uh. Sack is just, uh, it's not cool and it's kind of lame and you're not going to like it. And I loved it. I really? mean, I really, I really look back on my time in Sacramento with like f just fond memories. It was really just a really <laughs> lovely time. And the houses there are beautiful. There's there's a lot of ghosts as well as a lot of spirits. Oh, Wait, yeah. let's get into it. So you are a, what's the technical word for what you do? So for my day job, I'm I'm a medium and a psychic. So I, I would <laughs> describe myself as a medium. My, my day, <laughs> that, yes. That's well, your conservative I, day enough, job? Yeah. It's only during just to the pay day, the bills. actually. I'm like, that has been my day job for the last almost three years now. Yeah. How... I know it sounds weird. It's a whole thing. No, but... I'm trying to understand. Yeah. So how did the first time three years ago, how right. did you know? How did you find yeah. out? Okay. So, well, what happened was, to be super specific, was I was in a car accident and I was completely unharmed. Um, Like, I didn't have any injuries, anything, but it was a very, like, big car accident. I was a passenger in a car and after that like i basically went to my friend's house like maybe two or three days afterwards and i got an uber um and so i ordered the uber and i got in the uber and the driver was in the front seat and then there was another man in the in the the seat next to him so i look and i see the other man but he doesn't look like us you know he's kind of see-through but he's there so i'm in the back seat like whoa who's this person in the front of the car and i'm like did i order uber pool like what is going on <laughs> <laughs> so i said to the guy i was like um he he started chatting to me and i was just like how are you doing he's like oh i'm okay i'm i'm pretty stressed out actually like i have this tendency where people really open up to me for some reason and they feel comfortable to tell me you know what's going on with them and he's like i gotta be honest i'm very stressed out at the moment i i recently lost my brother um and i no he said i recently lost a family member and i said oh it's your brother in the front seat with you and he pulled the car over and he starts crying and he goes oh my gosh how did you know that you know he was so weirded out and i said you know, the man in the front seat turned around to me and he revealed a gunshot wound with blood and it was very graphic. So I was in the back seat and I, I said to him, I was like, uh, did he get shot? And he just started crying. He said, yes, he did. That's that's how he went. And he said, I cannot believe this is happening. How do you know this? Like, who are you? I mean, he was just he was so shocked. It was the last thing he expected. And me, too. And I said, he's showing me, like, this This man was showing me images of him and the driver making rice. And he was showing me a whole rundown of events and images in the form of images. So I said to him, he's showing me you guys making rice together. Like, I don't know why I told him this, but it just kind of flowed out. You know, I was like, well, I've already told him his brother's in the front seat. I may as well tell him this. And then... He said, yeah, that was the last thing we did together was we made rice. And he just was crying. He said, I don't know how to thank you enough because I've never felt my brother 
you know, around me or I've never been able to see him or feel him. So this has really moved me. And I remember I got out of the Uber and I was like shaking, you know, and my friend uh, who I went to go visit, I just, I was in shock. I mean, I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm a medium. Like I realized at that point because the information was so specific to what had actually happened. It wasn't like this vague thing. It was like, you're making rice with him. And, you know, so it was very specific. I knew what age he died. I knew how he died, you know, all of that. So it was shocking at first. It was a bit like, yeah, oh, wow, this, so. is, this is going to be my life. Yeah, like, I'd be like, I'm going to go check myself into the hospital. <laughs> yes, yeah, I know. yes. Like, Wait, it, I like definitely the... contemplated that at the beginning. But then when everybody was verifying to me how accurate the information was, that I realized, okay, you can use this skill and you can help people. You can genuinely help them, but you just got to have boundaries. Cause at the beginning it was like, I would be at a bar or a grocery store, you know, at the checkout and somebody's grandfather's standing next to them. Or... How would you know that that's not a real person? It doesn't look like a real person. Right. It looks like something else or what? Yeah, a lot, a lot of the time it, it, it is in a different form, you know, usually more see-through for me, but I see and hear, so I'm, I'm clairaudient as well. I basically am like all of, I'm a medium, I'm a clairvoyant, I'm a clairaudient. I have all senses available uh, so, to see. So that's what I've been up to. You don't work at night. I do not work uh, at night. That's yeah. when the demons come don't out. Let, so don't take the demons oh. I am not doing psychic work at night. So how is there de uh, psych? I mean, demons in Sacramento or what ghosts? Oh, What's well, the yeah. uh, there are demons. Too. Ghosts yes, in there are demons. Go to an open mic. Yeah, no, but you, Shout you know out. what was really cool was when Johnny and I met, I was very embarrassed because, you know, coming out to your partner about the fact that you're a medium or yeah. telling your parents, you know, when I told my father, I'm like, dad, I've got something to tell you. I'm a medium. So medium's you know, the word. It's yeah. like, Was it's really, it's kind of a big deal. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of a little bit embarrassing at first or a little bit like, oh, wow, how's this person going to take it? You know, are they going to, what are they going to think? And so I remember you saw an interview uh, of me on YouTube talking about yeah. what I did. And then you text me and you said, oh, I saw that you're a medium or a psychic. Yeah, here's the thing. It's, yeah. and this is part of like modern dating, I think, is just immediately Google the person's name yes. <laughs> that you've met and see what they're all about. And I saw this interview. She's being interviewed by this, this lady about being a medium, you know? And I was just like, oh, that's trippy. Like, yeah. she, you know, like me who, yes. you know, I've been an a like an atheist for, you know, so many, I mean, I do atheist shows. That's like a thing. I get Shut booked up. to do atheist uh, comedy shows. Um, atheists so like I, to laugh? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do, especially. Atheist. Yeah, they're, they they like my act a lot, oh, okay. but probably not as much anymore. <laughs> I'm just all, I'm dating a medium. You know, yes, first first thing I told her was Rumble comes over the yeah, crowd. I know. I was like, I'm an extra large, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> but I remember when you told me, <laughs> you told me you were like, I'm an atheist, you know, I'm an atheist or, and I was like, oh, that's fine. Don't worry about it. You know, I'm not definitely not trying to, you know, convert you to what I do. It sounds like a very, like a religion talk. It, it's right. very, yeah. you know, this is my life, my spirituality, um, my spiritual life is my life. It's one of my priorities. So for him, it was like, it was really interesting, like, because he would never see me work, obviously, but afterwards he would see, you know, how I was different after the readings and 
kind of in a trance, you know, and so it was really interesting, I think, for you after some time seeing me work, the aftermath and just taking care of me, yeah. you know, in that in that state of mind, it was like all of a sudden you were like, what crystal should I be wearing? Right, exactly. I'm all, should, I go with a, <laughs> should I go with a smoky quartz? Yes. Yeah. And we go to like a lot of different new age shops. Oh yeah, I'm a new age guy now. Yes, he oh, kind wow. of is. Nice. I think I've converted you yeah. there. Johnny New Age Taylor. Yeah, yes. that's, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is, Wait, there, so is there a I'm, medium comedy scene? Uh, you said there's an atheist one. So. Oh yeah, is that's there a circuit? Very yes. Interesting. I'm doing the new age. <laughs> yes, he's doing the new age circuit. The conventions. Hitting yeah. wellness spas all yes. over uh, the West Coast. You got to specialize in comedy. Do you find when you tell different types of people this, they have different experiences, like your family or like British people versus American people yes. versus whoever? Yes. Are there different cultures that are more accepting of it than yes. others? So Los what, Angeles is very accepting. I would imagine. Los Angeles is more accepting. Yes, than, uh, yes, very Manchester, much so. Yeah. Like very welcoming, very accepting, and very helpful, actually. Like a lot of my friends will text me and then I'll be like in trance and they'll be like, okay, speak to you soon. You know, <laughs> they're really like, they're really that's sweet. Like only you know? And it's a great way to get out of anything, actually. Yeah, it's yes, a good idea. It is. It's actually. like saying in traffic almost We've for got you. Out yes. of we, we wouldn't even need a podcast. That's how we get out of most stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the studio. Yeah. 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 Like I'm going to try to make it, but you know, I knew yeah. she's been entranced. Yeah. Yeah. But back home, it's just not that way. It's very like. Write it down. People aren't believers back home, you know. What, 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 what town? Yeah. What town in England are you from? Well, I'm, I'm, I kind of moved all over. Really, I've lived all over London. My okay. my roots are in the East End, that in Hackney in particular, like where my family are both from. And then familiar with the style of comedy. Hackney. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Hackney. Yes. That's terrible. He's definitely an honorary Hackney. Is that where it's from? Boy. Oh, how dare you. <laughs> no. hey, don't call me Hackney. Like, I mean, like, our I'm, comedy is the worst. Yeah, please when don't call me When I was doing Hackney. research on you, though, oh. at the beginning, I did do a Google you because Google we met too? on Facebook. You both Google each other. Yes, Wait, how'd you guys meet? We met on Facebook. Thank oh, yeah, you to explain. Mark. That's yeah, very that lost in America. I slid into them DMs. How do you actually meet on Facebook if you're just... This is weird. Yeah. So I was... I had done a show with this dude... And I was like, he popped up and like, people, you might know. And I was like, cool. And I added. And then it didn't look like it went through. So I clicked add again. But the next person was her. And it accidentally added her. Oh, really? And I was like, oh, well, I was like, well, should I un-add? <laughs> right. Or just let it ride? You yeah. know what I mean? Because you guys had mutual friends or we something. That's what pops up when you have friends. We had some mutual. So. And uh, so I was like, uh, I was like, like, I'm not going to just, I was like, this chick probably gets added by like random thirsty dudes like a hundred <laughs> times a day. So I was like, she'll probably just be like, oh, it's another thirsty dude. I won't accept. But she accepted. And I so, remember it was because you had your face, but it was in a demon. Yeah, I looked like and a devil. Like, oh, <laughs> it's a it's demonic so man. It. I love this. It Welcome. Re really it's very out. modern and dating. If you want to meet someone online, yeah, it's all about the profile pic. They always say it that. Is. Yeah. Yeah. But then. <laughs> it was you with some devil horns. And I was It like, was the oh, artwork for my new special, Bumming with the yes. Devil, that's coming out <laughs> so, uh, next month. But yeah, so then I, I just randomly, I think yeah. she posted something funny. And I DM'd and I said, hey, I don't, I'm, I'm not even sure why we're friends. But, <laughs> but hey, what's up? And then uh, one thing led to another. Wow. So, Johnny, how do you like being in New York? New York's great. I love New York. Uh, I hadn't been here, I think it had been maybe three years since the last time I was here. And uh, it's 
it's so busy. It's so bustling. It's cool. It's exciting. L.A. is so spread out. I mean, L.A. is like you say, I'm going, I, I live in L.A. And it's like, dude, you live in Riverside. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's Riverside. so like five hours every direction is uh, people consider L.A. So Walmart in Riverside. So. And uh, yeah, there's a That's Home Depot. my De- shopping tip. Really great, home, <laughs> really great Home Depot in the yeah, Inland Empire. Um, but here it's like so compact and like everything's three miles away, you know, pretty much. So. Yeah, everything's pretty close. How about the shows? Uh, shows are great. I went to the Lantern, had some great shows, and and uh, comics have been nice, which is uh, not an LA thing at all. I was yeah. just hanging. I don't know if you know Steve Simone, but he's in town. We had him on last week. He's in town right now too. I was hanging out with him. He's at a comedy store. Guy. Yeah, yeah. I think I've met Steve maybe once. He was blown away. That's all you can talk about. He's like, everyone's so nice. I don't get it. People are so nice here. It's like it's amazing. I guess comics. He's like it's not that way. It's no, LA is competition. Not gonna. You, I don't know. <laughs> LA, you are a threat, especially if you're any good. Yeah. Like you know, mo- most scenes, it's like okay, people are gonna be standoffish until you do well, and then people are like, oh hey, what's going on? Yeah. LA is the exact opposite. If you go up there and crush, they're like, I'm never booking that guy for a show, <laughs> because everybody's constantly competing with each other. So you that know. just means there's because it seems like there's an endless amount of shows in New York. And yeah. so you're always recommending people for shows. Right. Just like, oh, you should have this guy on. Oh, if someone's visiting, like, I'll try to get you on as many things as I can. Yeah. I mean, my friend Ashton Tate, he's from San Francisco. He just moved out here two weeks ago. Came out to see me at the Lantern on Saturday night. And uh, Phil from Chico was there. And I said, hey, Phil, this is Ashton. Like, very funny. Should I? And then uh, Phil's like, hey, you want to do a show next month? Yeah, you know? exactly. And he's like, Ashton's like, cool, I just got booked. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way it works. Just on my recommendation, Phil was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and I guess it's because there's not, you never feel like you're competing with anybody. There's a ton of spots. Right, exactly. Yeah, that, that's probably the difference. There's spots enough for everybody. And, you know, here's the deal in L.A. It's like, you know, if you want to go and, and wait through, you know, the, the comedy store scene and go hang out, you know, f- five days a week and in the hopes that you get up once every three months at, at Pollock on a Monday, yeah, and maybe impress the booker that way. I mean, it's it's such a process, you know. And here's the thing: I'd rather just do stand up, you know. Exactly. I, I, don't, right? I don't. I don't have much time to, you know. I've been developed. We've been developing the show together, a sick joke, for the last several months, and finally we have an excellent executive producer. And I've been so concentrating on that show. Uh, we have collectively been concentrating on that show so much that I hadn't been doing as many spots. But the last couple months, I've been doing a lot of spots. So. You know, and I've been working the road a lot, so it's one of those things where I got this third hour I'm working on, and uh, in LA, it's just it's fucking hard. You're we're working it out three minutes at a time. Yeah. So you're going. Where are you going on the road? Uh, well, I had done SF and and SAC, and I'm back in SF next week with De- uh, Dean Del Rey featuring oh, yeah. at the SF Punchline. Cool. And then uh, I'll be in Philly in June, and then I'm going to be in Austin. Uh, the Philly Punchline. Yeah, Philly Punchline I'm with. Come uh, down. Yeah, yeah. I will be with. Uh, who am I with? Oh, I'm with Tom Rhodes. Oh, so, I'll definitely come. Yeah, it'll be cool. Yeah. Sixers will be in the NBA Finals by then, so maybe I'll come down. There you go. Yeah, yeah we'll go out. check out the Sixers. What's so, your uh, What's the show about? Yeah. Huh? Oh, the show. It's uh, it's a, it's basically like a. How would you describe it, babe? Um, I would say that it is uh, definitely eccentric. It's <laughs> it's uh, you guys? it's yeah. it's Johnny and I co-hosting. Um, it is a talk show. We filmed the pilot in a Victorian house and really, you know, ourselves. Yeah. I mean, we self-funded it. Yeah. We we self-funded it. We, 
So you it's know, a talk show? It is a talk show. We definitely are discussing, at the beginning, it was sort of like, oh, we're going to only talk about political stuff. But now I feel like it's really going toward really current events. Current events, pop culture. Broad, a broader scope of coverage. And we really just want to, like, talk to people in our weird Victorian house and up on a mask sometimes, talk about the news, and we'll just all be a bit weird. <laughs> nice. We have our, nice. we have Galen, who's, um, yeah. Galen, who's a wonderful uh, soul as well. Yeah, he's Galen Howard, who's a character actor, yes. and uh, he's just one of the strangest dudes you're ever, <laughs> ever going to meet. Qualified. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so for the pilot, we had uh, John Schnepp, who created Metalocalypse and did uh, mm -hmm. the Slayer comic book. And and I was also in a, a Iron Maiden music video. And we love, we, we nice. love that he loves horror as well. He's right. a big horror person. And that's how John and I met. And so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like taking a life force of its own. I mean, one of the main things that we wanted to achieve was a show that was extremely inclusive and really a celebration of uh, your eccentric self. So, you know, there isn't really an opportunity for, well, there really isn't really a television show in the U.S. where a real life couple is co-hosting and is sort of quirky and celebrating their own individualities. And I think that that's really important because for me, when, when we were creating the show together, it just felt like we wanted to do something very different, you know, and yeah, basically I mean, all I saw on the TV was just a bunch of guys with a cityscape behind them being like, for me personally, it just was like, this is so boring and so done. Right. Like, I think yeah. we have a different conversation. Right, they haven't changed that format. There's like yeah. about back to like nine too many of yeah. those political shows where uh -huh. like, the news is, look how stupid this yes. guy is. And yeah. it's always just hosted by some guy. Yeah. Uh, and he has a suit on. And then yeah. it's literally like, it's been done. I can, you can almost name like seven of them on TV. It's right just now. so homogenized at this point. And, yeah. and I mean, it gets to the point where, People are so uh, concerned with like uh, being left or right, but you know I'm edgy left or I'm yeah. edgy right, and really what we're doing is celebrating just weirdos. That's you pretty know, good. Regardless, we should of, incorporate that. We're the alt middle. You know, this is the podcast also for the alt middle. We're celebrating like get some, yeah. the get voice of the people, right? Because for me, as an immigrant, you know, I yeah. came here and I really loved that about this country. I'm very passionate about that. It's just like. It's incredible, you know, how people here need more of a platform. I'm talking about like regular people because those are the important people to me. So does that mean like how that manifests itself? So you're going to have on, instead of having celebrities, you'll have on just like just some dude? Well, well, we'll have celebrities on too. We think but, we'll have both. But we'll also, I mean, we're going to have segments. Like we have a yeah. segment called We the People where it's, uh, it's basically taking members of a community and, uh, and covering like news coverage of what's directly affecting that community. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, for example, like having, uh, you know, a DACA dreamer actually live from a protest. Report, oh, cool. Reporting right. on it, you right. know, uh, things of that nature. And, you know, Long I mean, it's like a school scene. What's yeah. that? If you guys want to do some New York pieces, I got a lot of stuff in Long Island city. Oh. A lot of, <laughs> I bet his children's, yeah. uh, of, elementary school, a lot of angry people. Talk to <laughs> yeah. You. Right. We love angry people. Um, and uh, she brings such an amazing element to, to the show just because she's like such a natural, you know. I mean, I perform for people every night, but, you know, when we shot the, shot the pilot, I was like, this is going to work, you know. It's funny because I think that about him. I'm always like, 
oh my gosh, he's such a natural because he's this always a real on stage. Love fest, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have a spare room where we can, <laughs> yeah, exactly. where we can go make a child? <laughs> yes. Ikram's got yeah. something here down the hall. As long as we can record it because it's, it's going to be in our studio. You have to, you have to end it. Yeah. Audio. Do you have a laugh, Mike? <laughs> they need to do that on end's conception. That's a great idea. We'll run that by the seats uh, upstairs. Where's your favorite place of the tour, Johnny? Oh, that's tough. Austin. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely love Austin. I I went three. I think I went three times last year. I uh, headlined the Velveeta Room, which is an amazing room out there, and they usually do three or four shows. And then I did Altercation Fest, which is uh, JT Habersat, another. Uh, oh, I met the guy in Mexico one another, time. Yeah, probably at the uh, what was the, uh, the comedy fest out there? Yeah, the whatever, Stand Up Records. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, do you work with Stand Up Records at all? No. I have not. Uh, I actually just recorded something in Shanghai, my first uh, album, okay. and I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. So, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm talking to I'm, the, I'm still on stand-up records. Um, I talked to Keith about it yeah, recently. Yeah. All right, but, we're going to move on. Um, yeah. <laughs> moving on. Have you been, if you know you what I mean. been to England then? <laughs> I've never been, been, but I'm sure I'm going to go you got to meet the Cockney. Oh, I need yes. to meet the fam. Yes. <laughs> do they know about Johnny? Yes. That'd be well, weird if I was a dirty My father has secret. already met with you. Oh, yeah, I yeah, have met He her, hasn't met my mom that. yet. Well, that my does happen. Sometimes, I mean, I don't think American to British. It's the, it's the mm-hmm. closest jump, I guess maybe Canadian, but to go foreign country. Mm-hmm. It's right. a similar it's culture seem on the surface, but yet not, right? Yeah. I mean, like when you dig just barely below, it's because we speak the same language and we, and we do. A certain population of us look the same. Right. <laughs> right? Exactly. But, yeah. uh, I mean, she says certain things to this day where I'm like, I have no idea what that means. Yeah. You know, yeah. she's like, well, put the groceries in the boot. I'm like, I have no idea what the boot is. But the bonnet. Yeah. You can put the other ones in the bonnet. <laughs> it's the trunk. Yeah. The boot, the trunk. He's sweet, though, because he never says, I don't know what you mean. He's like, oh, okay. And then I just see him trying to process what yeah. I'm like, I don't have any boots. So yeah. Yeah. Fit them all in. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's not. I, I, I think actually it's really different British men to American men though for yeah. sure in what like, way um you know I think that American I it's really hard for me to remember because it was like a really long time ago I was back home and I haven't dated a British person since 2000 and just before Michael Jackson passed y- yeah, yeah. Prime, it's a different basically. world back then yeah, yeah. So, we all still thought he was a pedophile yeah so like I mean, I think that American men are more emotional. Really? More, oh, more, yeah. more sensitive. Definitely. Or, uh, you know, that. they'll say, like, when something bothers them. You know, they'll, they'll actually say, you know, you hurt my feelings or whatever. They're more communicative. Mm. Whereas British men are, you know, a little bit less um, talkative in that nature. So, I don't know. There's, there's you, quite a lot of differences. Throw it down with a couple pints. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, the drinking culture is definitely a huge part of, especially like that bro culture in England. Yeah. Like it's very like a lot of drinking and I don't think I could keep up. Like if I went back home, like I'm not really a big drinker anymore. So it's like, you know. Cap, when you lived there, did you, it was big booze fest? You were like 21. I right? was in college. That's yeah, I, yeah, yeah. This whole, I met your brother there. Exactly. You were yeah. probably getting drunk every night. I was. I wasn't mm-hmm. telling a lot of people about hurt girls about my feelings being hurt. So, <laughs> so you were fitting in with the I was trying to fit in. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot. You had a really, yeah, the British culture of drinking at the pubs was, yes. was tough to. Was tough What's to, the dating culture like? 
I mean, like, oh, um, is it similar in the sense that just like one on one you go out or is it like you meet up somewhere? See, I don't know, because I'm sure it's very different now with technology. Mm. You know, oh, like true. back then when I was like in England dating, it was like we had like pay as you go phones with, you know, texting took a really long time and it was just a whole thing. So pay as you go phones, I, yeah. I'm old, but, <laughs> you know, like it was just different then. But um, I think that, it, you know, dating in L.A. is particularly in its own hub, That's right? Its own world because to America. dating in New York, I'm sure, is very similar to dating in the UK. You know, it's um, only Kaplan would know, I have no idea. More social, you know, more face to face time. It's well, I don't know what it's like now. It prob- you're probably right because people yeah. don't want to stay in their apartments, right? And so they just like, well, let's just go meet up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh, compared. To, so I've dated in both New York and LA, and yeah, it's so, it's so much more different here in that New York. It's just, yeah. I mean, just culture and like the whole drinking culture may not be England, but it's way more of a drinking culture in New York than LA. For yes. instance. Yeah, sure. I noticed that um, right away. Everybody drinks during the day. Yeah, especially when the weather's thing. nice. Yeah, like, you know, everyone's weekends. out in the pub here. You know, I saw yeah. that a ton of times. I'm like, oh, this is nice. LA, everyone's like, want to be healthy. Oh, and no one driving. drinks in LA. But it's because you have to drive everywhere. Yeah, you have to drive, and you know, everyone's in bed by ten o'clock. So, right. you know, it's just it's a whole different culture. And out people there. go out to network more there. Yeah, like yeah, it's all about the industry. And a real big part of like yeah. the comedy yeah. scene is like, really? no, you got to hang out. I'm like, I, right? Like, they yeah. tell you that so- they tell you that here, but you learn. They tell you that when you come, but you learn within a couple months that's just not true. Because you see I, people who never hang out and they're on everywhere. I got more done career wise by not hanging out in LA yeah. than I ever would have by hanging out in LA. <laughs> yeah, like I, I literally, I just made very strategic moves and. Well, because it's amount of the amount of time that you could just sit in a comedy club for five hours, you could be home doing something more productive. I would have if I would have been just hanging out and getting three minute spots three or four times a week, I would, I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have had nearly as much time as I did to dedicate to the to to the projects that are actually going to do something for me. Yeah. yeah. So. And we were working really hard on that. Oh my for god! A long time. Obsessed. Like you know. It was back to back, you know, just really focused, both of us. And I was obviously having to balance out, you know, trance work and then doing this <laughs> show. It was just like, was you know, it was, it was exhausting because the requirement was so different. You know, my spiritual clients wanted me to be completely out of body and then, you know, to be, I, I produced everything, you know, well, we produced everything together, but of course, you know, just organizing like, okay, everyone's meeting at four she o'clock definitely at did the this heavy location, yeah. you know, so we really, we funded it ourselves. Like we were like, we're not going to wait around for anybody, you know, and that's one yeah. of the things that I think you have to do that. You have to do the more that I learned is like, if you want to do an album, just go do it. Right. Yeah. Don't sit and be like, well, hopefully some re- label will contact me. And then they'll want me, they'll like me, or anything along that way. That's how I got signed. I I did my first album, uh, funded it myself, and was like, okay, this is really good. Let's see if I can send it out and get any bites. And I did. I I ended up having... (coughs) Jesus Christ. I ended up having like three three options uh, as far as getting... getting the record out from labels that then reimbursed the money. That's great. So, and then... And now you're on your third one. Yep. And what about from your side? What about dating? Is this the first non-American person you've dated? Yes. Yeah. I've dated just basic American girls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sack that's town. what you were saying, right? Sacktown. Sack yeah. yeah, yeah. Sacktown. Oh. And, uh, you know, it's... I was a bit intimidated by that, though, I've got to admit. 
About yeah. SACTA? No, I was just getting intimidated about, you know, because I knew that I was British and I knew that he had not been with a British woman mm. before. So I was a bit like, oh, am I going to be like, you know, British women are, in, although the company that I keep, all of the women who are in my life are a bit, they're honorary Brits. So, you know, that's cool. But um, I think that, you know, once Sometimes. you find out your partner's a medium, yeah. her being, <laughs> right. her being <laughs> British becomes second. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh. Right. Well, can you turn totally. on? Well, like, well, yeah, would you be able to, like, when you're on a date, like, just, like, what happens if you would just have, like, a... Yeah, can you turn it off? Turn it off kind like, of thing? That's, today, that's like, one of the, the key things, really, is, like, still sometimes, like, even a couple of years into doing this professionally, I have, you know, moments where I'll be at a location or we'll be out to eat. Um, oh, we were just at the club. We were just at the club the other night, and you know, I had an experience where I started to slip into trance around a particular person at the lantern. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like in that moment, right? You you're like, okay, what do I do? You know, because I don't want to see certain things, or I don't want to like. Obviously, there's ethics involved. There's boundaries. You know, like it's one thing if somebody's paying me and they're saying please read for me and then it's another when you're actually slipping into trance and completely don't want to right and the person you might know? not even want to right. yeah they don't want to there's the ghost of a lot of comedians failed careers in the lantern <laughs> yeah. I'm sure well, we yeah. went to times square and she's all there's a lot of spirits here and i'm like yeah they're probably people's dreams <laughs> yeah exactly uh, <laughs> yeah do you but, want to, any, anything? Not, not picking up anything here at Ents, though, right? Or, no, but right? you know what's oh, cool yeah. is like, around uh, <laughs> and that's actually a relief, though. Quite frankly, <laughs> like, but we pick certain restaurants and certain places that we know I'm either cool with the spirits there right. or have gone and been like, I don't slip into trance. Spirit free zone, wow. because cool. yeah, like basically, like for us to have, you know. Uh, enjoyable date like it's really tricky sometimes for me you know if I go to a new place that I haven't actually been around you know a couple of times um because you just don't know what's around you don't know but I obviously I'm experienced so I'm able to switch it off but yeah. I do sometimes get those moments where I'm like oh gosh I'm slipping into trance what do I do um and it's a work in progress you know it's uh, one of those things that obviously you try and you try and control, but you do your best. But yeah, Johnny, uh, were you immediately like when you found out? Were you immediately like, OK, or were you like, uh, all right, I don't know. Very to... I was pretty open. Uh, you know, I asked a lot of questions at first, but I think it's interesting more than anything. You know, it's one of those things where I wasn't going to be like, oh, I'm not going to give this person a chance because I've had this history of like not believing in a certain thing. And here's the deal. I've never been a hard atheist anyways. I've always been more of a, a, an, a, agno a an, an agnostic where I don't fucking know. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I don't claim to be smart enough to know what goes on after you die. Which is the better know. way to be? I don't, is there anyone you, smart enough to know what goes well, on after some, you die? There's a right. type of atheist who's like, Absolutely. Who's not. like they're so certain? Well, you can't be that certain. You don't. That's the whole point of being atheist. Exactly, you just said. Right. Like you don't. Yeah, know. yeah. Like right. that's the. Mm -hmm. So, so I wasn't. Uh, I was just more very inquisitive, and and then it's like you start seeing like things that she says come to fruition. I'm like, wow, that's that's. I mean, what are the odds uh, of, okay. of her being right about that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So you you start kind of like tuning in a little bit more, and then you start, you know, you start realizing, wow. 
fuck, maybe there is something to this, you know? And it's, uh, it's a weird realization, especially when you've, uh, kind of dismissed, you know, something like that for, for so many years. And I got to tell you, it is when she talks about going to restaurants, it is, it is weird. Like you'll make a reservation and you'll end up being like, uh, you know what? There's too many spirits in here. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to like, motherfucker. we're going to cancellation. I really did want to try these enchiladas, but we're going to have to go uh, somewhere else. Is there but. any party? Who's like, she just doesn't want enchiladas. Today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I, I think, to. yeah, that's, probably, <laughs> maybe that's what 20, I would be 20% ratio where she's like, actually, I don't think she's into this restaurant. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, if you actually find one good pizza place in LA, Spirits or not, you just gotta go. You gotta P- go. P- <laughs> shout out to Pizza Venice and Altadena. It's an amazing oh, pizza place. There you go. See, yeah. Spirit free and Barbrick. Yeah, <laughs> Barbrick's Bar- Bar- Silver Lake. Another- Honestly, sitting outside. outside is our key. Yeah. Like when oh, we sit outside anywhere, well, it's you can't like live in New York. we're gonna have a great time. Well, you know, we're not inside a place. Like yeah. there's no real issue. So most of our favorite restaurants were sitting outside always. But wow. he's like, honestly, like I couldn't ask for more support at home, like for when I am working and stuff. Like, you know, he's always like coming back home with a huge, you know, in and out burger and a huge Coke and stuff. Cause that's the only thing that gets me out of trance is <laughs> in and out burger. burger? Yeah, what are yeah the like seriously, every medium's <laughs> best friend. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> mediums love Arby's and Coca-Cola. We do. Arby's. We do. Oh my God. That's we my face. That's it. That's it. caters the convention. There's yeah. one on 23rd street. If you guys are. Perfect. Oh, cool. If we I was working, I would, this. yeah. Like I love soda when I'm coming out <laughs> like of trance. Johnny assumes all mediums based off the one. Yeah. Sample size. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, hey, listen, I know what no, that shaman like. loves yes, beef and cheddar Arby's. I heard. Yeah. Shaman laws have a coke on hand at all times. Jamoka shake, <laughs> Jamoka shake. Oh, oh yeah, that goodness. is Arby specific. <laughs> I used to work at Arby's. Oh, nice. We nice. talked about this a few times. Right. He's dealt with a lot of mediums. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, well, the one thing Explains is the sugar, right? So just a quick uh, sugar blast is really really effective for you know coming back around from trance you basically just slip right back into body and it's one of the reasons why i think like a lot of sensitive people like people who don't realize that they have spiritual gifts but they actually do they self-medicate with sugar a lot because you know naturally your body craves that if you're a psychic a lot of the time it's a complex life i know (laughs) it is right it really really is complex (laughs) so we i think we're gonna get to the news yeah you ready for the news uh wait uh, so the show how how do people watch the show where do they see it okay they can't watch it yet but they can watch the trailer just uh google sick joke uh extended trailer they can watch the trailer there's a couple of there's a couple other little teaser bits too and uh we will probably have more news about sick jokes future very very soon stay tuned Um, so all right let's get to the news play the music First news story of the week, Kaplan. This comes to us from BGR.com. Whatever that is, okay. A new study says that some men act less eco-friendly than women because they see such behavior as unmanly. 
In one experiment, participants of both sexes described an individual who brought a reusable canvas bag to the grocery store as more feminine than someone who uses a plastic bag, regardless of whether the shopper was a male or a female. I don't know. Do you agree with this? What do I you think, think this is why I'm so terrible at recycling. Because it's yeah. in, in, uh, it's not manly. Well, as we've previously <laughs> talked about on the pod, littering is fun. There's some part of it. It's fun to litter. It just feels it's good. Fun to throw things, right? And smash things. To take it and not put it into the recycling. I'm not or, as a man. I'm not organized. So the idea of or, I want to recycle, but I can't organize and figure out like this goes in that, that goes in this. I and never, somehow, I never put it into like that term I, before. But I'm curious what it is and what it's like in the UK because there's some part of American culture that subconsciously has made it seem like if you're carrying a reusable bag, it's not like a you don't see a lot of bros doing it, walking not, around, right? No, in LA, though, it's considered it, very sexy. Yeah. Oh, it is? Very sexy to care about oh. the environment. Yeah. And I think a lot of guys actually get laid because oh, they okay. say, oh, whoops, I'm bringing my This is like the bag. argument for why men should learn to dance, right? Right. I'm bringing my recycling Because, like, actually, no. not, a, not a lot of guys <laughs> do it. So if you do, is that I, what you're I, saying or no? I never bring a reusable bag to the no. grocery store because I just don't want to have to fight off women. Right. You're being <laughs> debated. You're in a relationship. Yeah, I'm just like, hey, I'm taken ladies it's a way to tell people so. well i mean i recycle my bags to pick up my dog's poop is that make me is that would that help me if i was single very sexy <laughs> is that sexy? Yeah. sexy having a dog i think women like right true but if they saw the bag oh then if it you're using a, what kind of dog oh right. what are the non what are the bad so dogs sometimes i'll see a guy like walking like uh you know just a very like a chihuahua. If you saw my I dog, I was going to say like, a chihuahua, you know, but then I'm, I realized that was a dog that you used to walk. So yeah. I didn't want to say a chihuahua. Oh, you're saying that? The smaller the dog, the so you got to have a big dog. I want her heart in spite of walking a chihuahua. <laughs> well, Look if you're that. walking a small dog, it should mean that you have it's your girlfriend, your wife's dog, or you have you know. Right. Like yes. I have a mo- Morky, right. a Maltese Yorkie. So yeah. oh, those are oh. like pancakes for God's sake. What about or, cor- corgis? Are sexy, right? I think so. Or you have to have a good story. You have right. to have a story oh, like, right. like, like, uh, oh, this, I, my girlfriend broke up with me and right. she left she, me these dogs. She so died it's like and I'm watching story. this dog. And, right. yeah. and then you have to have the right bag because if you have a non-disposable bag, it's nothing, nothing sexier it than a dead girlfriend story. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or just broke up with you. Yeah, yeah she's up. dead. She broke so up with me and left me a dog. Next story from the Daily Mail, which is a fantastic news story. Yes. Oh, England. You know, we come... Oh, yeah. yeah. China is using its students at, and professors at U.S. colleges to spy on America, an FBI director warns, as it bids to become the world's most dominant superpower. Here's the first thing I have to say about this. If you're going to spy on America, I wouldn't pick college students. Wait, what are you gaining? Like keg stands. <laughs> I think you're learning how to do keg stands. It'll improve, if China's party scene improves because of that. Or- yeah, exactly. If, if we find, if there's just keg stands happening all over China sometime soon, we're going to know that they succeeded. They're like, they're eating Hot Pockets. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> these ramen noodles are giving them, is why they're so creative. Also, I have news for these Chinese kids. You think you're spying off the American students? Yeah. They're spying off of you. Right. You're the ones that are getting the A's on the tests. Exactly. Right. So you, you should, as a spy, well, that's double agent stuff. If you throw the test, then Americans will all fail their classes. And I agree. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Fail. But then we'd have to learn more, so I don't know. I'm trying to think of what the... <laughs> Okay, so they interviewed the Chinese uh, foreign ministry spokesman, uh, Gung Shuang, spoke out about this. Uh-huh. He's very upset. Okay. Claims it's not true. He said, I don't know where the United States sense of insecurity comes from. Whoa, shots fired. But I want to emphasize that in this world, there's no such thing as absolute security. Oh, so he's basically <laughs> saying we're spying. Get he's basically it. saying it's true. There's no nice. such- it's really doublespeak. So he starts by saying, like, there's no way we would do that. Of course we did that. That sounds a great idea for a movie is that we, to get back at them, we send an American over to spy on a Chinese students. 
And then the American like falls in love with the Chinese girl. That's a good idea. Hilarities. And you find out she was a spy. Ooh, yes. And then you find and then but then they all break up, but then they find out they really loved each other anyway. Listen, and, we're all already on Facebook. So exactly. it doesn't matter. Here's what I everybody knows everything. Right. Privacy is a thing of the past. Totally true. It's not, it's, but you cannot badmouth Facebook because, you know, no, oh, yeah. that it you wouldn't be. Here I don't right badmouth Facebook, <laughs> but the fact is, is that privacy is no longer a thing. I was blown away when all that Facebook came out. Came out that stuff came out a few weeks ago. I was blown away that anyone was blown away. Yeah, me too. Like it was, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, they hacked into our accounts." It's like mine was on my public wall. Right, it's right. stuff that you're like, posting online. What did they copy and paste? Like what? What type of intense hacking Listen, were they doing? When I chose to find out what kind of piece of wood I was. Yes. Like, yeah, I pressed a I pressed authorize on purpose. Exactly. Knowing, hey, and what, what they might you? know that I'm boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they might find out. Like I kind of want to know. Yeah, yeah the Russians exactly. can know this about me. I wanted to take that uh, which Sacramento Kings player from the 1990s am I? Oh yeah. And so I let them, and in exchange, the Sacramento Kings and Facebook got to find out all my personal. You're all Dennis Hobson. <laughs> yeah. Lionel Simmons. Oh, I L was the L train. The L train. Yeah. I, God, I'd be so happy if I could be Billy Owens. But twice <laughs> the rare. He did two tours. Yeah, two tours. Two, two, two very. I always mediocre. used to take yeah. the. What would your baby look like? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like a picture, and the baby would just always look so generic and not like me. And I was like, okay. It was well. just everyone got the same baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You did. You did. You did like, send me one time. I did. One that kind of looked like you. Yes. And I was like, did you put both of us in? She's like, no. <laughs> no, they, no, this is my baby alone. Without the I've created this baby myself in my body. Hey. <laughs> the next story from the Pittsburgh. Oh, this is a good one. Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Oh, yeah. Pittsburgh. That's the worst. Fantastic. I agree. <laughs> According. Has anyone ever been to Pittsburgh? Yeah. I, I went to look at the really? school. Pittsburgh. I've never been. Yeah. You, Pitt? You, Pitt. Because, like, when I was in going to applying for colleges and I was not some honor student let me tell you I wasn't even top third of my class Yeah, but I did well enough on the SATs I think where I basically was like allowed to just fill out like a piece of paper and <laughs> I got in the pit like I just had to write my name and stuff and you're like and in. then he went to England yeah, so, yeah, yeah right but uh, so but I didn't, I went to visit the campus once and I don't know on my semester abroad it oh, was, was through Pitt right you had to transfer to Pitt but on paper but I never actually went there but a piece of my heart's still in Pittsburgh alright well what were you there for Johnny uh, I had an ex-girlfriend that lived in Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. Well, she didn't live. She was from Pittsburgh and uh, not a huge fan of Pittsburgh. Good reason to break up with her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's According the... <laughs> to an announcement. Well, here's one more reason to hate Pittsburgh. <laughs> According to an announcement posted by Penn State University. Which actually doesn't, isn't in Pittsburgh. It's like three hours away. Well, I'm going to blame <laughs> Pittsburgh on this. They're actually big rivals. But yeah, go ahead. According to an announcement posted by Penn State University's outing club, which means like an outdoorsy club. I thought that was people coming out. Yeah, that, it does make it seem like that. That, that would be a modern take on it. This is yeah. a 98-year-old club, though, so they, oh, we're not, yeah, that was not really ahead <laughs> of its time 98 years ago. That was before people were gay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Penn State University's outing club. Uh, according to your announcement, I po posted on Penn State University's outing club on its website. The club is no longer allowed to organize and run outdoors. Outdoor student-led trips starting next semester. The outdoor club cannot go outside. That... That's 2018 in a nutshell right that there. That is us. Yes. That's the pride of America. That's it says, America. It says, after two months, after a two-month review, the school determined that hiking, canoeing, kayaking, trail building, and camping activities um, are too risky because they take place in remote environments with poor <laughs> cell phone service. Well, here's the thing. It's sometimes so far... Sad. In Penn State, they're just scared the kids are going to go away from the coaches. Exactly. <laughs> but that's still allowed. In yeah. the home of Jerry Sandusky. Yeah. There yeah. was no self. How was the cell phone reception? They're sold. No, don't let the, <laughs> no, don't let the kids run away. Please keep them close. 
I mean, aside. I find this amazing in that we're always like, as older people, are always shitting on like younger people that they're too into their phones, right? Yes. Like that's like a big, t- and it's like, but we're the ones apparently creating the society where like we need them on their phones. We need like, mm-hmm. they need to be able to reach us. You know, also, like, they're college students. Let them like, experience not having a phone. Yes. If right. Go out to the desert or go out to the woods or whatever you're going to do. And uh, what's the worst? Like anything that's horrible that could happen out in the woods, something hor- worse has already happened in the showers in right. the state. <laughs> so, or like in hazing or football. I mean, yeah, football. They're not going to ban like uh, there's a rifle club. It says. Well, allowed. no. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. to that. So the two cl- two other clubs that were banned were the caving club where you go into caves. Well, that sounds sketchy. And that that, <laughs> that sounds a little me too ish. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the scuba diving club. So the, the one cell phone the, reception underwater is not great. Yeah, exactly. It's all dependent upon a cell phone reception. <laughs> right. If it's you can if good cell phone receptions, it's you can still uh, have it. The ones that were not banned passed the test: archery club, boxing club, <laughs> alpine ski racing club, and the rifle club. Right. Oh, well, wow. it's Pennsylvania. There you go. Let me tell you, we had off in Pennsylvania the Monday after Thanksgiving because the first day of hunting season. Oh, okay. So, so the lesson school. is, you're so, allowed to shoot a person allowed- if you still have a cell phone. Well, you're shooting an animal. All right, well, <laughs> or if they're holding a cell phone, right. it's oh, even better right. reason to shoot them. Yeah, it's a uh, shout out. <laughs> I think the world is just different now, you know? Like, oh, yeah. I think if, if we were to have a kid, like, I would probably want the kid to have a cell phone if they were going out, you know? Like, yeah, one year old. It's kind of scary, you right. know? It's just different, isn't it? Like, we were even talking about how, like, when you were growing up, used to play like out on the streets with <laughs> yes. your friends people don't do that anymore still do that, enjoy I think. being a kid you I know like his kids do right i let them outside <laughs> yeah but, but no. you're like this revolutionary parent yeah but i mean I'm, I'm, I'm i would free rangey he's ostracizing his community because uh, of that i'm running a i'm running a laissez-faire yeah screen. they call him uh. a free range parent I'm That's a, like yeah. a new term. Oh, okay. We would probably the be the opposite. So we. Oh, me, just yeah. constant paranoia of like, where are they? I haven't seen them in ten minutes. Like, You're like that with our cat. I'm a worst. So, <laughs> you know, you have your cat. I, your cat have a cell phone. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> he has a pager. He's, He's in the rifle club. Nine one one. I'm out of food. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's certain. Uh, yeah, it's there's, different it's, now, isn't it? Well, it's just easier know? to track. Like the personalities haven't changed as parents. Like I, th- I had a grandmother who once. Like we didn't, I was like late coming home from something and she like called the police or something and they were like mm-hmm. at the door, you know, it's like, so there's people they have always, but they just didn't have the cell phone. There was no way of, so the cell phone provides the security of knowing right. you're not going to call the police because you can call them on their phone at all times. What about the parents so who track their kids? Like they put a GPS in it and they like, said, so I've right. seen these parents. But who kids are so tech savvy that kids know how to turn that off. It's like, find my phone. Basically, God bless the, the kids. Yeah, like. I, I've seen parents who have teenagers and they're like, oh, my 15-year-old daughter is like just went over. She said she was going to be this person's house. Right. She's the other person's house. It's like, relax. I don't right. Know. We're teaching kids how to be better at like like cheating on their people one day or something because they got to get around that. Or oh, like, you're right. Figuring out how to be shady because they got to lose, like breaking the law, lose a tail because they know their parents are watching them. Yeah, I but, lied about where I was to my parents constantly. Like, yeah, it's part like, of growing oh, up. This part of learning how to lie. Sometimes it wasn't even a, it wasn't even a matter of like, I would lie to them when it would have been easier to tell the truth. It's to like, no end. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Daniel's house, and I'm, like, really going to my friend Steve's house. It's yeah. like... It's not really a reason No, I just want to trick them. I just want right. to run some interference It's just on fun. Them. It's you like littering. I mean? Sometimes it's just fun. Yeah, you don't know where I'm at. <laughs> but, like, what did they do, like... I mean, before cell phones were invented, was there ever, like, a... I don't know. Whatever happened? Yeah. Like, did, like... Well, you actually showed up... Children just died in mass. Right. Outing club is, like... Yeah, yeah. There's just, there just thousands and thousands of children just yeah, dying I in think, the streets. Honestly, I think you're right. I think yeah. cell phones have enabled us to be, like, 
uh, flakier. You know, I yeah. think back in the day, oh, it's true. like, yeah, I'll be there at eight. And then it's like you showed up at eight because you because they'd leave without you. So right. If you weren't there. They'd be like, well, we're going to Billy Joel on our own then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking Billy Joel. <laughs> he can meet us then? We're going to yeah, the Billy Joel reunion tour on our own. So. <laughs> but it, yeah, but now you can be like, oh, sorry, I'll be there in 10. Oh, sorry. Right, uh, or just be like, yeah, dude, some shit came up. Later, Playboy. Can mediums offer their services here to be like a chaperone in areas of bad cell phone reception just to warn? Does any? No. You know, here's the thing. <laughs> she is like, it's one of those things where... Um, she's like, I can't find my keys. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like well, how? Is this in your act at all? Uh, yeah. yeah, so much this new stuff. This is amazing. Yeah, so yeah, much yeah, new yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our relationship is literally like 30 minutes of my new hour. Are you at um, all times just like anytime there's like any, like we got to pay the rent. It's like, just give me the lottery numbers. Right. Like, yeah, just no, that, I know. I this, wish... I wish it was practical like that. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just. But not. sometimes it's really good when we're trying to find a parking space. Oh my so god! Like, Wait, you know where parking spots upstairs are? Upstairs on the right. Are you we'll serious? And then- that is an actual thing that occurs where I'm like, oh, we're never gonna find parking. She's like, yeah, we're very close to parking, and then it's just like, oh, it's like boom, hot. there's she parking. Get, then she does you hot cold, doesn't tell you <laughs> yeah. where to go. That's a service right there. That, right. Yeah. You should. You could stand at the corner of parking garages. She's just waiting people in on Hollywood Boulevard. You can create an app for you. Yeah, you could jump in and like at a Target when like you know those ones sure. where it's like winding up all the way like ten stories of parking and everyone's like trying to mm-hmm. curve in around. In my neighborhood, I drive around because looking for parking spots. So I park on the street and like yesterday, I was literally driving around for over an hour. Great for yeah. listening to podcasts and having an excuse not to deal with my kids because they're stuck in the car seats. Yes, but I would love if somebody could mm-hmm. like if I could just see you in the street standing and be like, "Where do I go? Left or right?" And you're like, "That way, <laughs> that way." Bro. I would pay you. It like, is one like, of the parks. <laughs> that is it. Thank you guys for doing the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having us. It, it was, was amazing. I feel like this is a learning episode. I learned a lot. And we got to do another, even when we're in LA or something where we do a, like a reading or something. And That's I'll, a great idea. We should do, can you read Kaplan? <laughs> or is that? Is, I would have to go into trance. Okay. No, yeah. We I don't want to ruin your day right now. We have plans. This is yeah. like making you work yeah. when Let's you're go, on your vacation. We'll go find the shaman. And we're not going to do that. All right, Johnny. Johnny, thank you for being on. Anusha, thank you for doing thank it. You. Everybody check them out. That is all. Kaplan, what should we do? Let's get lost. Get lost.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.